Hello and welcome to Comic Book Herald Interviews. I'm Dave Pusey, founder and editor-in-chief of ComicBookHerald.com. Today I am joined by the creative team of Grand Slam Romance, new graphic novel out from Shirley Books via Abrams Comics Arts. We have Ali Hicks and Emma Oosterhaus. They are here to talk all things magical, queer, softball, and Grand Slam Romance. I'm very excited to talk to them about a very, very fun book out here in 2023. Ali and Emma, thanks so much for joining. Really appreciate having you here today to talk about the book. Um, let's start here, and let's start with Ali, please. Uh, the journey from zine to graphic novel. What uh, what went into kind of the journey from, you know, you made this book, but then it became a graphic novel. What were the beginnings there? Oh, uh, well, um, so basically uh, we were dating, and uh, we kind of just started dating, and we both knew each other through uh, com- the comic scene of Dundee. And so we were doing our own comics separately, and uh, Emma suggested, you know, we should do a comic together. So um, we sort of came up with this sort of zine idea. Um, Emma wanted to do about magical girls, and I wanted to do a sports comic. Um, and so we sort of took those ideas and then sort of made a zine of it, um, which then um, Mariko Tamaki sort of saw and asked if we'd want to um, pitch it to Abrams uh, under the Shirley Books label. And taking it from like the zine to um, a graphic novel, it meant just like a, just a giant expansion of the world. Um, mm-hmm. So we sort of very much orientated the original zine around two characters and um, suddenly we had to um, expand a 19 page scene to 160 pages which meant actually uh, other people needed personalities and so that's when the sort of the supporting cast ended up sort of getting rounded up and now there's so many characters we don't know what (laughs) what we're doing with them all but um, Mm -hmm. it's sort of one of the main things that happened was this world had to sort of expand in a way and the yeah sorry do you so you're itching to say something no no no. i mean it the the finished graphic novel and the original zine are so so different um like the art style completely changed uh mm-hmm. the characters changed a lot from what we had initially envisioned them as because we just we hadn't spent a lot of time with them and we didn't know them yet really i think that's one of the cool things that we learned as we started like working this up as a graphic novel was that like these characters we just there was so much more to them and we just didn't even know when we first wrote the little zine. Um, Mm -hmm. They just sort of, they grew on their own. It really sort of took on a life of its own by the end, I think. Sure, sure. No, that makes sense. So so how did you um, get connected with, you know, Mariko Tamaki is the curator of Shirley Books. Um, Was it just pure coincidence, like your table in proximity to her to con and seize your book and here we go? Yeah, pretty much. Except it was even wilder than that. Um, so basically, someone I know had a table. I did not have a table at this convention. And we weren't supposed to be there. We weren't supposed to be there. But somebody <laughs> dropped out because they were about to become a parent. And their table mm. mate was like, I have an extra half a table, David Robertson. He was like, do you want to come along? And so I said, yeah. And we were just sort of odd coupling, zenith, like uh, tabling together. And... Um, Emma, because like I'm a very dutiful partner, I sort of had some of Emma's prints up. I had. A I wasn't she- there. Emma wasn't there either, so I had a Shiva print that Emma had done, sort of up, and Rico just sort of saw that and sort of came over to the table to have a look at it, and then saw Grand Slam sitting there, and was like, "Oh, and like you know, what's this?" And you know, 
I yeah, it was it was literally just like it was just a just like a weird crazy coincidence that just it was it was just an absolutely insane experience. Yeah, <laughs> the craziest thing that's ever happened to us, I think, because she walked away with Grand Slam and you texted me and you were like, oh my gosh, this lady just came to our table. She said she's the editor of an imprint in the States and she was interested in Grand Slam and she just liked it. And I was like, oh, awesome. And I thought that we would never hear anything about that ever again. Um, and then the next day she came back and she said, I'll be in touch, basically. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. And then I, I was like, wow, wow, wow. And then like five minutes later, I saw that Rego had followed me on Twitter. I was like, are you kidding me? You did not know who that was this whole time. Because she's one of my, <laughs> I think, personal heroes um, and always has been. And you just didn't recognize her. I, I, okay, that makes it sound like I didn't know Rico's work. I did know Rico's work and I was a big fan. I just did. I just don't know what anybody in comics actually looks like. And I think that's what yeah, the sure. about comics is you don't know what people look like. Um, so I, yeah, I, I just... I just didn't, I'd never seen a photo of her. So I was just like, oh, okay. And then like afterwards, I like second time she came back, I was like, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I didn't know who you were like immediately. Yeah, it was That's awesome. great. That's pretty cool. Okay, so yeah, that's amazing uh, coincidence. And, and just, I guess, I don't know, some of that is like you make your own luck. You had Grand Slam Romance, it was ready to roll um, in terms of like a framework. So you talked about Emma, the, the characters evolving certainly as you're working on this. Um, for the two of you, you know, I met, this is a big project, right? It's like a 260 plus page graphic novel. Um, what were the, what were the biggest learnings that you had working on something this size and, you know, seeing a story and seeing characters evolve over something of this duration? Oh my gosh. It's absolutely the biggest thing that either of us have ever done. Um, just a just a monster of a project and it became a series halfway through working on the first book um and so we had sort of written the first book not knowing if that was going to be the end of the story and as it turns out it wasn't um and so it sort of feels like we are like Wallace and Gromit on the train tracks (laughs) like putting down the train tracks as we're sort of hurtling (laughs) down the hill full, full speed um, it was a, it felt like a lot of learning on the job because it was a different sort of art style than I was used to doing. Um, it's not what we originally like pitched. We, we pitched it in black and white with like pops of pink. And obviously mm. this is a full color graphic novel. Um, and it just like throughout the pitching and development process, we had to sort of, we were, I think for the first time working with an editorial team and other people that had like also a vision for this book which we had never done before I'd never worked with an editor never had to deal with anybody's opinions other than my own and I was working with a writer for the first time as well um other than the 19 page you know original Grand Slam zine like I had always just written my own stuff so it was I think just a huge adjustment learning how to work with other people creatively like not in a bad way it was just it was a huge adjustment yeah um and yeah just things were changing at the speed of light, it seemed, in in the early days. And we had to just get used to sort of reimagining the world, like, over and over again, just sort of depending on, like, what new ideas are being thrown out and stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ali, did you have sort of a plot built in for, like, you know, I I want it to go from A to B to C, and then how much did that change over the course of working on it? Oh, it always changes. Um, So we sort of, 
um, we sort of work out the plots together and then I sort of sit down and write the scripts. Um, but generally, like, even though I sort of, we work on the scripts, we work on the basic story outlines together and then I sort of write something and I show it to Eminem, I was always kind of like, where did this come from? Because mm. um, <laughs> I always sort of go off a little bit off, t off topic. Um, but um, yeah, like as you're writing as like in multiple drafts and stuff, I feel like generally the way you initially see a story going from A to B is not necessarily what the final uh, form of it will be. And it's like, you know, you need to be able to, sometimes it's like you say, oh, well, there's a beat that's going to be there, but I, this isn't what it's going to be just yet. And um, the story, I think the end of the stories are generally what changed the most for me because I can't stick a landing to save my life. So <laughs> no, um, now I, I, it just takes me a couple of edits to sort of get it there. Um, so I think the sort of bits of it did change quite dramatically and I think the sort of like characters changed and sort of scenes changed but the general form of it I feel like has stayed relatively the same since we started work on the actual graphic novel Final Draft. It's changed so much but it also it feels like this is all that it ever could possibly have been so it's kind of yeah. <laughs> difficult to wade through the memories of all the half <laughs> half versions of it. Yeah it's like once you see the final form you, like everything else that it ever was immediately gets thrown out of my brain like sure. I just forget about all of the the in progress and the drafts and stuff. Yeah because this was the most so yeah, I guess the answer to your question was yes, it has changed a lot. This is the most revised uh, thing I think I've ever done in my entire life, the amount of revisions, the amount of edits, um, because I guess we were just sort of learning more about the characters and then, and learning more about the worlds. It's like a lot of it was just character exploration, like sort of working out who these people were yeah. and how they would react to things rather than forcing them to conform to the story outline that we had. Gotcha, gotcha. That's definitely one thing that I've, so I've, only started reading like sports manga within the last like two years like it was totally off my radar mm -hmm. and then i picked up um some of like takahiki uh inoue's works slam dunk and real i really mm -hmm. enjoyed um yeah. and definitely there was you know those connections or those sort of you know inspirations i think um a league of their own on amazon certainly feels mm -hmm. you know it's queer softball right so it's like that's going to get mentioned a lot too um but the thing that stands out the most to those is I'm a sports fan, but it's like, it's all the character work, right? That's the thing that makes those works sing and actually speak uh, and, and be super enjoyable. How did you kind of determine as you were going through this, like the balance of character versus messy romance versus like the actual like softball of it? Because your softball is different, right? It's this magical world and it's kind of just accepted. <laughs> That's one way of putting yeah. it. I appreciate different and not uh, bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's like magical softball, but it still sort of com uh, conforms to like the regular rules, which I think is really funny. So like they'll like do the whole, you know, sports manga thing where someone does like a super powerful shot and it's like, you know, like I think Bleach is probably the most influential thing on me, which is yeah. It's just because I read it when I was a teen, so that's like, it's like everyone, everything kind of operates by bleach rules, where it's like over the top and then powerful, and then I get a real kick out of then being like, and that brings the score to one, <laughs> and I just get a real kick out yeah. of like keeping very sort of small actual um, scores, but like having all these crazy antics going on in the middle of it. Um, I think for me, in terms of like mm, balancing character and balancing the romance and the, all the different elements, um... I think if I, there's obviously there's a lot of 
genre blending in it. If I think I had to pick one thing, I think I would say it was above all a character piece. Mm -hmm. Um, It is about these different characters and who they are and peeling back the layers of them. Um, Because I think that to me is what makes romance exciting, is what makes sport exciting, is if you've got characters that you're interested in. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but also I don't think I really sort of had been very good at developing characters before this. So I feel like this is like the most sort of development work on characters I'd ever sort of done. And it was just because um, we just worked on them incessantly. Like it's like I was never really one of those people who enjoyed writing, um, you know, backstories for your characters in writing class. I always sort of was more into dialogue Mm -hmm. um, was my favorite thing. But yeah, sort of just by going over the script a lot, I do feel like I sort of learned something about characters, character work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Emma, you, I think, Ollie, when you were describing it initially, you said that you wanted to do sports, Emma wanted to do magic, and you combined the two. Um, it, Emma, how much did that influence kind of your approach to visualizing, you know, team sports and these sorts of things, right? <laughs> and, and not necessarily coming into it wanting to do that? Because it... On one hand, it feels like a, a pretty grounded softball team, you know, in some ways, right? Like we have mm-hmm. um, these rosters, they're playing a very familiar sport, uh, and the actual, like, you know, interactions and, like, setup pregame are pretty normal. It's just sometimes the ball flies into space. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> how much did that shape kind of your visuals for this book? Yeah, I think it was... it Because when you are playing a game that like most people know sort of vaguely how baseball and softball work. Um, And it's not like we've invented a whole new crazy sport. I think you have to sort of pick your, and also like most of the players in book one do not have magical powers. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. There's only really one or two characters out there like wreaking havoc. Um, and so I think you have to like pick your pick your moments of when to have like an explosion and like a you know like a, a pink wash of magic like over the field like you have to sort of pop out like certain um, I don't I don't really know what I'm trying to say but it's like you have to sort of balance the normalness of you know, like half the softball is normal and then there's these moments where it's just like an explosion of magic and uh, stuff goes really crazy. Um, and yeah, I love the, I love drawing like magic and sparkles and stuff and yeah. I really wanted to to have that be like a, a very colorful element of the book. I think you sort of bring the magical palette into the romance elements and the sort of some of the sports stuff as, as well. Like you sort of... Um, is like the because I guess as a writer I love the idea of like when it's like a superhero's world but everyone else is just trying to do their laundry in it like mm. I love that sort of that comedy setup and that sort of um, that scope of like when there's like super powered beings in the world and everyone else is just trying to get by and do their taxes um, so I feel like a part of that is sort of in sort of the writing of the world so it is like yeah it's like but the way you sort of bring it is like you sort of bring the color and the sort of the this like sort of very clear visual motifs that you have that you are bringing to not just the magic but like it's like also the sports are magical the romance is magical and you sort of bring those that sort of coloring choices and that palette like into those moments as well to make it cohesive yeah yeah, yeah. no and i think it works really well i mean it is it's 
it's just kind of generally understood that these magical elements are here. But like you say, you know, there are certain there's only a couple players really who we see um, actually showcase these abilities, whereas everyone else is just going about their business, um, <laughs> you know, trying to trying to play and and but mostly like trying to get along, trying to figure out messy relationship dynamics. Um, and then too, I, I don't want to undersell for folks who haven't read it. Certainly, like, and I, I recommend you do. Um, it's a very funny very funny comic book uh the, the humor is like absolutely top notch in this um shouts to the kate's bush poster gag that made me laugh out loud um there's some, there's some really good details in here it also has probably my favorite like the funniest thing i've read in comics this year which is when astra gets her backstory told and you you all i won't even spoil it but like you lean into the splash page of her declaring what she's going to be and it is just so incredible um how that is you know, page it's page 69 it's literally on page 69. oh perfect of course of course <laughs> <laughs> of course it is um so like i'm just guessing you two were having a blast coming up with the comedy beats of this but like what what is that like for the two of you getting to do that and just basically make you know the funniest b- book that you can <laughs> I mean, this is gonna sound like maybe weird and lame but we just talk about it all the time and we are just always joking about these characters with each other yeah constantly i mean i feel like if i can say it in like a, a try and be a bit more fun in how i'm trying to describe all this writing stuff because i feel like i'm describing it in the most dry way possible so thank you for being like it is actually a funny book and not just like you know this serious sort of uh, text um i think like uh just i have always enjoyed writing humor because um, it's, to me, the most gratifying because you can tell instantly whether or not somebody likes it because whether or not they laugh. So humor is just something that I've always enjoyed writing. Um, Emma's a great humor artist, is, like, really capable of drawing stuff and making it really funny. Um, and I think it's, like, I am just trying to think of stuff that will make her laugh a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, But I think... I go over those the lines and I'm constantly trying to punch up like the funny lines and trying to make sure that the characters are saying the funniest possible thing to the extent that there's so much dialogue in there that Emma has to really sort of work around it. Um, but yeah, I just I just love a funny a funny book like stuff that makes me laugh out loud and I just wanted to make something that made me laugh out loud. So I'm really glad that you I'm really really <laughs> glad that you thought it was funny. And it does yeah. make Ollie laugh out loud because sometimes <laughs> when they're writing, I look over and I see them just like hunched over their laptop, like typey 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 type, and just cackling maniacally. <laughs> <laughs> I do giggle. I do giggle to myself a lot right now. It is really fun. Like it's just um, it's a lot of. I feel like I'm like a dad. I'm like, it's a lot of work, a lot of responsibility, but also it is fun and we do have fun making this book. But yeah, most of the time it's an absolute giggle hoot um, making the book. And then like, um, yeah, yeah, I I don't know where it comes. I just always have loved dad jokes. So I guess it just sort of (laughs) stemmed from there and it kept snowballing. Yeah, no, that's excellent. I mean, it is, it's a hard thing. Like, it, it kind of taps into two areas of at least American comics that are fairly untapped. One is just sports comics in general, right? Like, that is something yeah. where it is way more popular or or maybe, I don't know if common even. Um, but sports manga certainly has a legacy and a tradition. Um, but in American comics, there's just fewer sports comics. Um, but also just making, like, a genuinely funny comic is is kind of – it's hard to do, right? You just you don't have the elements, you know, of, of film or TV. Um, and the ones that are – very funny like it's it's just so reliant on 
character dynamics and and pacing and you know the tools of the trade that you do have um did the two of you like were there was there any element of like study and like like um you know figuring out like how do things work or was it just pure like instinct this made me laugh this made her laugh right like like <laughs> how how did you blend that yeah i think it is just like what makes us laugh and just i'm like i think i've got people who i'm very inspired by so um obviously kate beaton i grew up reading kate beaton's um webcomic and i think you can see what an influence that was that is on my humor still mm. and uh mirong chua is another just like amazingly funny queer artist just one of the f- like just just so funny so clever just such breakneck comics and i think i just wanted to do something that made me feel like how i felt reading like those sort of comics and just like the the just so there's something something just laugh out loud crazy and i think that's something about sort of um manga storytelling that i've always sort of really liked is that manga comics like i mean for example like bleach is pretty serious but they'll just take a little break to have like a funny gag moment and i feel like that sort of and at the moment i'm reading bros of versailles and it's a similar situation it's like a really serious story but they'll always like there's like a little like i feel like there's a much i don't want to get into like a western versus eastern comic storytelling argument but i think something about manga i've really always liked is that these moments of humor are like laugh out loud funny humor and like the way the sort of the style the way it's sort of told in art and stuff and i think i didn't necessarily i think realize just how funny emma was as an artist like as an artist no 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 as an artist because like you were doing a lot of sad girl comics when we got together. Oh, true. Um, and you were like a very serious artist, um, but like obviously such a funny person who made me laugh so much. And um, trying to save the marriage. Trying to save the marriage. Um, <laughs> Good save. Uh, <laughs> um, but like I think it's just like knowing that you can handle whatever I throw at you. Like I'm the like I'm a terrible writer. I don't think anyone else would put up with what I write because I am just like you can take it. I think you can handle it if I put it like a horse in this comic. Um, and twelve thousand trucks. Twelve thousand trucks. And I think part of it is just trusting Emma to be able to tell the story in a really funny way and like the way Emma sort of visually communicates humor. I don't. Like, I think one time, sometimes I put in, like, little sort of meme references to what I'm thinking of, but mostly Emma just sort of takes the funny dialogue and then just does the funniest sort of faces and body language and dynamics that she can think of next to it. And it's just, it it is just like, I don't know, our little minds just sort of, we work separately and together and it just sort of makes something that I don't think either of us could do by ourselves. No, I think we're always trying to make each other laugh and make our friends laugh Um, because that is something that's really important to us about Grand Slam is we just want to make something that our friends would go crazy for. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, no, it's it's such a weird question to try to ask but those are great because i'm like you know so how, how do you be funny right and it's like okay, <laughs> articulate that and of course it's so much more instinctual and just your own sensibilities um but those are great answers yeah and it's it's it feels like you know the the best comics feel which is a seamless collaboration right it feels like like the two of you as, as creative individuals um get each other's sensibilities right which which obviously extends deeper than just the comic side of things um, but that's awesome. And it, it, yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite. It's why, why I'm, you know, telling people check this book out is because <laughs> it's so funny. Um, but, oh, but also like, you. it's, it's obviously important that it is 
incredibly queer as well you know yeah. like the more diversity in works it gives different perspectives on things and different points of view that you wouldn't see if you're just reading you know marvel superhero comics or whatever right um which i try to try not to be doing uh you know so <laughs> <laughs> all the time um how many books are planned you, you said it became a series I, I guess actually before we answer that um emma let's throw it to you like at what point in this work did you feel like hey we have more story to tell oh immediately she was like we have more stories to tell (laughs) (laughs) there was always i think for me like from i i i can't remember how far back it goes but pretty much immediately once we started expanding the world i thought there was room for more than just one book and i had a story that i really really wanted to tell that extends into book two Um, And I wasn't sure if we were going to get that, which was like so nerve wracking. And I was just a puddle of nerves when we um, were, you know, pitching books two and three, like, because I didn't know if we were going to get it. And it was just like the the most awful idea that we might not be able to to finish the story that we wanted to tell. Um, But we did get, you know, two follow ups. So there's three books planned in the series. and I am currently inking book two, and it's just, I mean, if you think book one is good, like, I'm sorry, but book two blows it out of the water, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe let's, like, get people to read book one before we start, and that's nothing! You ain't seen nothing yet, kids! <laughs> but no, it's just, it's so good. Like, that's so well written. I love book two. I love the story that um, that gets told, like, in the in the further books of Grid Slam because I always thought there was more than just the one like as soon as we opened it up um past the 19 page zine it was like just this massive explosion um of story and characters and ideas Mm -hmm. it was crazy cool cool Ollie who which character did you find yourself having the most fun writing as the book, uh, as the book. Uh, <laughs> that is a great, <laughs> great question. Great question. Um, I think my favorite is Wolfgang, um, mm. because Wolfgang is just like very much. I think um, is kind of based on how awful I was as a teenager. Like I was just like the most embarrassing person ever to be around. <laughs> And I'm just like, what if you sort of took that and made that person as cool as they think they are? Yeah. But it's like got, still got all this like embarrassing teenage that I'm really fond of. And I just love, I love Wolfgang I so much. I get so emotional thinking about this stupid character. Um, <laughs> for people who haven't read the book, Wolfgang is just a big, beefy, butch, hottie, magical girl. And she's just a ridiculous character. And I just absolutely obsessed with her um i think she just makes me laugh a lot um she's probably my like i have a lot of favorites but i think she's top tier and she's top tier for me in book one yeah yeah emma how about you um which character did i have the most fun drawing or just Um, in general that or just kind of you know just as their as their own sort of uh progression happened that you just found yourself enjoying the most Mm, I love Astra. I'm team. Yeah. Astra has never done anything wrong in her entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I love her. Like we would just, I mean, when we were writing the story, like 
and developing it, we would, I would just go on these long walks and we would just talk about it for hours and hours and hours. And I just remember, like, the days and the moments when, like, certain characters just snapped into place. Mm-hmm. Um, just the minute that we started feeling, like, so incredibly fond of these, like, fictional idiots. Um, so Astra's really special to me. Gotcha. Gotcha. Those are good picks. Oh, I gotta say, also, Jasmine's really fun to write. Like, she's a horrible person. I don't really like her as a person, but, like, as a... She's just a villain, and she's just very slimy and really fun to write, and I have a little voice for her that I do whenever I'm writing her little dialogue. And um, I just really... She was a really fun character to write. Just, I love a slimy villain. Do you do voices, like, reading it to yourself to see how it sounds? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I think that... Do I ever? I think that you gotta... I feel like if you are writing dialogue and you really are wanting to focus on dialogue, and especially, like, how stuff sounds and the humor of it, I feel like it is kind of important to be able to read it out loud and just sort of make sure stuff is flowing. Um, It's something that you would do if it was, like, a... If it was, like, a play, you would sort of read that dialogue out loud and stuff. Um, and dialogue is one of the stuff that I really like. So yeah, no, I read them, I read them out loud and I have little voices for them all. (laughs) And, um, I I have to go over it a bunch of times just to make sure everything sounds right for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. So you're like, you're like casting in your head, (laughs) like, like, you know, the, the type of voice that that's amazing. Cause I, I'll do that. Like just reading to my kids, um, (laughs) obviously, right. Like (laughs) making up silly voices and things. Um, but it's kind of hard to like, like, I feel like actually one thing that would, and you hear this all the time, right? Writing advice is like, mm-hmm. read it, read it out loud. Like, how does it sound? Right. Um, but it's easy to skip over, I guess, you know, if you're doing it and you're not used to doing that. Um, but I feel like one thing that would highlight, especially when you have so many characters is like differentiating voices, I guess. Does, do you feel like it helps you keep tabs on like the fact that you have, you know, dozens of characters, like do you have a better sense of who each person is? Absolutely, absolutely, because we have different voices for them all. Like, yeah. um, I don't, I'm not very good at American accents, so mostly I just have a, a wide repertoire of like sort of bro jock voices that all sound exactly the same. But it helps me sort of <laughs> keep them separate, <laughs> separate in my head. Yeah, 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 yeah. and I think you you pay a lot of attention to the like not just the voice, like how it sounds when you're reading it out loud um, to me, like story time, but like the the actual dialogue and just making sure that people sound distinct like you pay a lot of attention to that and making sure that everybody has a unique voice even though we literally we counted the other day as of like book two we have i think like 80 characters no it's not 80 it's like 60 don't say that will scare people off the books that will no, it's just because we're like you've got teams of people. oh yeah it's because yeah, yeah, it's teams here. yeah yeah <laughs> very nice very nice no it's yeah i mean it's it's a uh... I mean, it's a tricky thing where you clearly have leads, right? But then because you're dealing with a full softball roster, like, you do also want those supporting players to have moments and to have that camaraderie of of teams, even if it's just everyone on the team going down the line and being like, here was my experience with Astra. (laughs) 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 But they're very funny beats that, that really work here. Um, okay, awesome. No, so so folks who check out Grand Slam Romance, we ha- we're going to have links here in the show notes, of course. Um, again, this will be out from Shirley Books via Abrams Comics Arts. There's going to be more, which is exciting. Um, and I want, before I uh, kind of get to conclusion here, you know, I do also want to say, like, one thing I really enjoy about this is something I've enjoyed about some of the more, like, just unabashedly queer works this year. Um, Archie uh, Bong Giovanni's Mimosa mm-hmm. is one I've really enjoyed as well. Yeah, um, that's great. Just messy drama right like just it's so it's so willing to just be a mess and people haven't figured things out and they're working through it and making mistakes along the way 
Um, I really appreciate that because I feel like too often there's a temptation to to showcase like here's a perfect example of relationships or whatever and Grand Slam romance is so not that. <laughs> no, everyone's making bad decisions. It's yeah. Dirtbag City, baby. It's Dirtbag City. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, all right, cool. So what uh, what's next? You said you're you're in the process of working on book two. Uh, there's going to be a third book. Uh, what what else do the two you have going on that you you want people to know about? I have literally nothing else happening. <laughs> um, what about you? <laughs> <laughs> Emma's very busy drawing Grand Slam. That takes a lot of time. Sure, um, yeah, I yeah. am the complete opposite and have far too much stuff happening at all times. Um, so what am I up to? I sort of do small press comics in my own time and I'm currently co-editing um, an 18 plus anthology, sapphic anthology, um, succulent with Tab Kimpton and Nikki Smith. Cool. Where can people find that? Um, that will be coming to Kickstarter, I think, sometime next year. So I'm like, okay. it's just because like we're in the really early stages of it, but like I've been working all day on that, so that's what's fresh in my mind. For sure, um, yeah. But other than that, yeah, my small press comics um, you can find on my uh, website, I think, hickscomics.com. Cool, cool. Uh, final thing here, uh, Emma, I saw you post on social some fan art of Gideon and Harrow. I oh, just yeah. finished Harrow the Ninth finally Oof. for the first time. Oof. Um, how how rapidly should I dive into the the next book, or should I take a break? <laughs> Ooh, I went straight in um, because I bought them sort of all at once, mm-hmm. and I went straight in from Harrow to Nona, and I feel like I could have used maybe a reread. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I read it very fast. I feel like maybe I didn't quite get some things went over my head. <laughs> um, but yeah, def- I would, I mean, I pretty much did dive in. I assume you yeah. read it more carefully than Emma read it and you know what the plot is, unlike Emma. Um, so maybe you're probably safe to go into the next one. Yeah, go B- right big ahead. Assumption. <laughs> big assumption. Big assumption. <laughs> no, get in there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to, th- yeah, I've been loving those books. Uh, so I'm going to have plenty of time. <laughs> Um, excellent. Okay. Any any favorite reads on your ends, uh, comics or otherwise, that you want to share? Uh, oh my gosh. Um, oh my gosh. Um, do, 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 I read so many comics all the time. So what have I been reading so, um, recently? Recently, Thieves by Lucy Brion was Ooh, amazing. Yeah. Cool. Um, I this isn't like out yet, but I'm really excited for Girl Juice to come out because I yeah. love Benji Nate stuff. Um, so much, and I really enjoyed that when it was on Instagram being updated, so I'm really excited about that. I also really enjoyed um, Alec Robbins' Mr. Boop. Um, that came out last year, and it was like the best sort of um, wife guy autobiocomic of all time. Like, mm. um, But like, it's just... Have you read that one? It's about he's married to Betty no, Boop. No, I don't know. <laughs> he's married to Betty Boop, and it's like a wife guy comic about Betty Boop, and it's incredible. <laughs> it's a Silver Sprocket one. Um, that sounds and really then, fun. I'm gonna check that out. That one's great. And then I think, yeah, I mean, that's probably... I'll, I'll cut it short there because otherwise I'll be going for a thousand years. Um, oh, also Freestyle by Gail Galligan was really good as well. <laughs> nice. Because I love their work. I think they're genius. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been uh, a blast talking to both of you. I really appreciate you taking time to talk today. Again, Grand Slam Romance. We're going to have links in the show notes. Um, and, uh, and wishing the two of you success with, with this and the rest of the trilogy. Thank you so much. It was great to, um, thank you for having us. Great to be here. Yeah, thank you so much for having us.